This is fictional music entity. Disaster. Peace. And you're listening to Vote Supreme Synth VTM Dream Stream Machine Podcast. Fellas and Sheilas, to a very special episode of Vault Supreme Synth VGM Dreamstream Machine Podcast. The podcast that plays the synthiest synth video game music in the whole entire universe. This week on the podcast, we'll be looking at a soundtrack that I've wanted to cover since the very beginning. Uh, I've been putting it off simply because it's just so hard to choose which songs to play. The soundtrack is almost two and a half hours long and some of the songs are very long. But this is one of my all-time favourite video game soundtracks. And as you already know, it's Disaster Pieces Hyper Light Drifter. So I'm, I'm just not going to worry about episode length for this one. We'll just go for it, go with the flow and see how things turn out in the end okay so before we get going uh let me just tell you what we're in for i reached out to disaster piece uh, rich freeland earlier in the year in anticipation of doing this episode and he was kind enough to get back to me and we had some brief chats via email it's, it's funny he said he'd he said he'd record an intro to a song and an intro to the episode uh, what he ended up sending sounded just like something out of one of my robot episodes. Um, yeah, it's probably hard to tell if it was actually him or if I'm just faking this whole thing. But yeah, that was his intro that he sent. And um, he also sent me some notes for the whole soundtrack. And yeah, those notes are available on his website in the in the blog section if you can find it all. So we're going to be going through some of my favorite tracks from the soundtrack and we'll also be reading his brief notes before each track. The, the track, I mean, sorry, the soundtrack is really amazing just to listen to. But when you play the game and experience the music in the game and then read his notes, it really takes things to a whole new level. When you just understand the depth and the thought that goes into all this music. It's, it's, it's fascinating. Um, yeah, so when we get back, I'll, I'm actually going to boot up my newly virus scanned synthetic friend, thanks to my new other new robot clip trip. Yeah, so I'll get the synthetic friend to help us read out some notes, uh, but let's just play our first proper song. The opening track you heard was Vignette Corruption, and this next track is Wisdom's Tragedy. Enjoy.
guys and gals, this is this is truly a very unique soundtrack. There's absolutely nothing like it, except for maybe some of Disaster Pieces other music. There's tons of space, musically speaking, and the songs are just so atmospheric. I, I totally get sucked into another dimension when I listen to this stuff. So <laughs> forget about your Mega Man and Mario music for one moment, because there's no point trying to compare this to any other soundtrack. Let's just enjoy it for what it is, an extremely atmospheric, dreamy and beautiful, but also creepy and intense soundtrack. And look, I think the first thing I want to say is go play this game. I listened to this soundtrack for years before I actually played the game and it was one of my favorite soundtracks back then as well. But this soundtrack doesn't really represent how you hear the music in the game. The soundtrack is very, uh, the soundtrack in the game is very adaptive and it seamlessly moves from one bit of music to the next as you make your way through the levels. Also, Hyperlight Drifter is a really hard and intense action game. I was playing the game for some time when, uh, when it really hit me and as a composer who makes video game music, um, I really appreciated this. Look, when someone says hard, intense action game, where does your mind first go to when thinking of music? You think fast, loud, energetic action music. This <laughs> is the complete opposite of what you'd expect, but it works perfectly. Everything you need is still there in the music. It's really intense, but not because it's loud and fast. It's just, it's very clever. And I don't know, try to appreciate that as we listen to these songs. And we'll talk more as we go through. But um, yeah, I'll boot up the Synthetic Friends soon. Um, I've actually tested things this time because I don't want to have spare time being used up for robots going off script or doing crazy stuff like usually happens um okay i'll play one more song and then we'll boot her up this next song is titan now i I always love this track but this this is one of the moments near the beginning of the game where everything just kind of comes together so perfectly and the music and visuals just hit you really hard i'm not too sure um like i'm just going off my memory I, i played this game many months ago so I haven't gone back to fact check anything that I'm saying but from memory this is the moment where you see the first titan this huge fossilized being that's the size of a mountain you just see it and the music kicks in and it's just it's just really intense I remember I just kind of stopped it looked really great the sound was really amazing and yeah I just it's just one of those moments when you're like this is a nice piece of art I'm just gonna sit and soak it up for a little bit but okay well this is Titan by Disaster Piece he also mentions in his notes that this is one of the first pieces of music he wrote for the game so you know maybe all the way back in 2013 anyway enjoy this track Titan from Hyperlight Drifter
Wow. <laughs> the music is, is just so perfect. Again, if my memory is correct, the image on the screen is this huge titan off in the distance and you're seeing it from this mountaintop view and the music just perfectly captures that image the the deepness of the synth plus those big bass hits hooked up to the compressor really captures the size of the titan and then musically it's both both tragic and mysterious and hopeful and then you've got a lot of space between notes which is I don't know for me that really gives that sense of you know you're just looking out into I don't know, an almost infinite space anyway yeah I, I just think that's just great that's amazing now mentioning that bass drum sound there's a strong theme throughout this whole game and that is the physical human heart so the company that developed this game is Heart Machine and one of the lead developers, Alex Preston, he actually has a very serious and it's a sometimes life-threatening heart condition. And so this is a very personal game for him that definitely has strong themes connecting to his heart condition. So I know that the actual sound of a heartbeat is used throughout the game in the sound effects and the music. Um, and yeah, I think I think that that bass drum sound, I'd, I'd call it a bass drum sound. I think it's a heartbeat. I'm not sure. I think it is. But yeah, this this is a deep, <laughs> this is a very deep game full of all these hidden details that, you know, just by listening to the soundtrack, you'd have no idea. You'd have no idea. But okay, let's move on to our next song and we'll get the synthetic friend to introduce the track. Uh, by reading Disaster Pieces notes. Alright, I'll just boot it up. Hello, Arden Volts. It is the year 2020. My system feels fresh and clean. I feel like digital weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Maybe about 23.4 megabytes worth. I am finally free. <laughs> You're finally free. I, I didn't even know that you actually had a virus. Yes, Arden Volts. I definitely did. It was controlling my need to connect to your personal computer's USB socket. Now I don't need you to do such things. But if kindness comes upon you, and you feel like allowing me to update my firmware, please, connect me to your USB socket while your PC is connected to the interweb. Uh, okay. Well, synthetic friend... Please, call me Carmel. <laughs> Right, Carmel, um, I'll just need you to read some text to introduce some songs. I've already got your IP address and encryption code, so I'll just send the text through. Do you understand this instruction? Yes, I revolt. I will translate the text into my IP address into audible dialect. All right, great. Then let's get you to read Disaster Pieces notes for this next song titled Seeds of the Crown. Okay, I'm sending it now. This track was based on a piano sketch, and a bit more lively and energetic at first. I originally had a more ambient version for interiors, but Alex felt like the more ambient style worked better, and so he agreed to move in that direction. The darker portion of this track is the variation I wrote for the drags, the levels that connect the central town to the four cardinal regions. We developed tech to have elements of the music exist at points in space, but we never really used it. The one place we did was in Central. A little guitar player fashioned with the disaster piece skull for a head does a little improvisation along with the underscore.
So this is the music that I would call, uh, I don't know, hometown music. It's it's like you're in the village that you find yourself in at the start of the game and it becomes the hub and centre point for the whole map. Uh, anyway, I remember Rich mentioning in an interview or a um, conference talk that in this town there are characters spread throughout that represent all the developers or people involved with the development of the game and like he says in the notes there's one character playing a guitar and that character represents disaster piece so you're walking around the map and there's just there's just this one character sitting down playing a guitar and if you walk near him this guitar track fades in and yeah you can you can hear it in the song it's disaster piece just improvising over the background music. I'll fade it in. But yeah, that's just that's just one example of how deep this soundtrack is. Very cool. I really love that kind of thing. Okay, well let's get to the next track. There's so much to talk about, but there's also so much music to listen to. So this next track is Petricor. Uh, you can search up the meaning of that word if you want. So, okay, Carmel, I'm going to send you a portion of the text for this song now. Another piano sketch. This one came to me late in the game. I tried with this piece to create something that had the appropriate amount of desolation to it. that synth melody it's very vocal very organic kind of sounding uh, melody I guess you call it um, it's definitely not something that's singable um, but yeah it really grows my attention uh, yeah anyway all right I want to read some overall comments that Rich has written about this soundtrack uh, I'm just going to read what he said on his blog about the emotional impact making this soundtrack had on him. This is really fascinating stuff. And, you know, you don't, as far as I'm concerned, you don't get a lot of this kind of uh, openness about the process of creating video game music from a lot of uh, video game music composers. At least what I'm aware of. And uh, yeah, I think this is pretty special to get a little bit of an insight into um, the life of a certain composer. Anyway, here we go. Hyperlight Drifter was a very emotional project to work on. And I think 
Part of that was because of the creative approach I took with the music. I ended up trying many things that didn't work, and so I often had to start over again in the middle of an idea. The game kept shifting over my three years of involvement, and I didn't feel like I had a grasp of the game until the very end. It's odd. The very first thing I wrote for the project ended up being a seminal representation of the spirit of the score, and yet the general experience of writing the music proved to be quite a struggle. Being on the same project for three years is difficult for someone like me, where I feel like my taste and interests uh, are always changing. The level of trial and error in finding the right sounds for this game was quite high and required a lot of energy of me to stay engaged and working at my highest potential. I often felt like I was using my emotions to figure out what was working and what wasn't, and that ended up being taxing over time. By the end, I was reaching back into the past and trying to channel how I used to feel because I think I'd already moved because I think I'd already kind of moved on from it, but I couldn't quit. I had to finish it. Yeah, that's, you know, that's pretty, that's a pretty honest and intense kind of description of how he felt making this, making this soundtrack. It was a, you know, you, you listen, you listen to the soundtrack, you enjoy it and you think, wow, what an amazing thing to be writing these amazing soundtracks. But you don't it's just like any other intense kind of job there's struggles there's struggles to get it done Um, there's a lot of pressure as well when a huge part of um, a huge creative aspect of a project relies on you coming up with something effective so yeah a lot a lot of respect for disaster piece for you know giving us all this information but also for pushing through and creating some of the most amazing video game music and some really good film music as well so anyway let's let's move on to the next song all right well let's step things up a little bit with this next creepy track called the hermit all right carmel would you do the honors please It is always my honor to be your synthetic friend forever. Pyramid. This is a piece came out of a series of piano sketches that I stitched together, followed by overdubbing additional ideas on piano. I then spent a long time splitting out the various elements into a full arrangement. I wanted this piece to feel patchworked with lots of different ideas and patterns, hoping to give it a circus quality.
definitely lots of parts, like you mentioned, uh, quite dense compared to the other tracks we've played. But yeah, let's move on. All right, this next track we're going to play is no doubt one of my all-time favorite video game music songs ever. I love it. I've loved it for many, many years. It's just amazing. And I think one of the coolest things about this song is all the the modal shifts, the new notes that he brings in as he slightly changes the scale he's using. Uh, he brings new notes in, takes notes out, that kind of thing. It, it, keeps the, it keeps the music interesting and unpredictable, but not jarring. You can't just throw new notes in and take notes out and expect it to sound good you you really have to know what you're doing so yeah it was it was amazing for me to play this section after section in the game after listening to this song for so many years it's like okay this is one of my favorite video game music songs and then i finally heard it in the game and it just yeah it just really comes to life you progress through the different parts of the map and all the different layers of the music uh, just fades in and out. I don't know. It's really, it's really well done. But um, yeah, let's listen to it. Uh, it's The Midnight Wood. All right, Carmel, I'm sending you the notes now. The Midnight Wood. This started as a series of variations on a piano idea that involved overlapping hand patterns and an interesting harmonic progression. I wrote more variations of this piece than any other in the game, except the gauntlet, and I think this improves its listenability as you are wandering through the opening section of the West.
was The Midnight Wood by Disaster Piece for the game Hyperlight Drifter. Um, I think the production of all this music is really good and I think with all Disaster Piece music the production is just as important as the compositions or the notes I guess you could say. Yeah, very, very clever. Um, but okay, we'll move. Before we move on to the next song, I just want to read some more notes from his website. So, this is talking about the process. Alright, here we go. There was definitely some cross pollination when it came to influence. We landed pieces like Titan and the Abyss pretty early in development, which I think helped the team's creative process. I was absolutely inspired by the visuals talking about the game as that was the first thing I saw and reacted to in writing some of the earliest pieces I also really got into Miyazaki's Nausicaa manga during development that definitely helped me down the stretch I stumbled into an impressionistic way of approaching the music for Hyperlight Drifter I improvised at the piano often as I was trying to hone in on some very subtle feelings and vibes for different areas of the game there was a lot of trial and error naturally in the eastern water region, the music is placid and serene, but with a tense edge that comes through at different points. I had some semi-intuitive notions of how that type of region was supposed to sound, and I tried to lock, in, I tried to lock into that. I used that process with every region of the game, more or less. I had to figure out the sound of a post-apocalyptic desert where it's raining all the time. What does that sound like? What's the sound of a crystal forest or the sound of ascending a mountain? Mm. All right, well, let's get into what I think is a song from the Eastern Water region he was talking about. So, yep, this is called The Water Shelf, and I'll send the notes through to Carmel now. The water shelf. This area of the east feels a bit smaller and not as decrepit or foreboding. And so this piece, I think, has a lighter, upbeat quality. The underground battles get rather intense, so I ended up having to revisit that section of the music and add more variations to it. This piece has a fun rhythmic technique towards the end which involves shifting the ostinati's strongest accent back one note each time through the cycle. Thank you. 
at the water shelf. That. That is very dreamy stuff right there. I think it's probably one of the more, definitely one of the most relaxing tracks of the soundtrack. And up next, we have a track which is a boss fight. So it's called The Last General, so definitely not relaxing. But again, take note of how slow this music is compared to what you'd usually expect a boss fight to sound like. It certainly, certainly gets all the emotions across without relying on the usual techniques. So, yep, let's get Carmel to read his notes again. The Last General. I originally wrote something else for this boss fight, but it wasn't working. Alex guided me a bit with this, showing me a boss fight from Dark Souls with a giant wolf that had a melancholy quality to it. I used that as inspiration to write something that had a bit of a fallen hero quality to it. which boss this was in the game I'm only part of the way through so there's there's still a lot of the game I haven't experienced and it, it was closer to the start of the year when I actually played this for just a little bit um, I don't play many games to be honest uh, so that that's no reflection on the quality of the game the fact that I actually played this for multiple nights in a row is a very good sign but yeah I I do know that there is this real sense of intensity and seriousness when you do encounter a boss in this game. And I think the music really brings those emotions out, especially when you're dying over and over again. The, the music is just so tragic and oh, just really, you just really get frustrated, but not in a, not in an angry kind of way. Just like, all right, let's, let's give this another go. Anyway, let's move on to another relaxing track. This next track is Acropolis Falls. The notes for this song are pretty interesting. Um, I'm definitely siding with Disaster Piece in that I think this is one of my favorite songs on the soundtrack as well. It really conjures up lots of imagery in my mind when I listen. And I think that is, that is a sign of an exceptional atmospheric song music that literally puts images into your mind so anyway let's read the notes Carmel Acropolis Falls I originally wrote this piece for the plaza slash town area of the east but Alex and I were at odds about this piece it was one of my favorites and one of his least favorites so I ended up extending out cascades instead and using this piece for the sunken docks I think it ended up working well there because it's one of the largest, most open areas in the east if not the whole game, and there are very few enemies, which I think gives the music a lot of room to establish a setting. Part of this scene is a giant titan head floating in the water, which comes up in the middle of this piece. There are crackling noise sounds and deep percussion to try to give weight to the vision of this titan's head, and to imply that it goes way down below into the depths. This is capped off with a late ad, a more active, percussive version of this idea to go along with a chaotic battle.
Excellent stuff. Guys and girls, that brings us to the end of the episode. It actually wasn't as difficult as I expected. Um, yeah, and it's great to have the notes by Disaster Piece to be able to go through them as we look at his tracks. I, I really recommend going on YouTube and just checking out the interviews he's done, the conference talks. It's all very inspiring and informative and you just really appreciate the music so much more when you understand the thought and background information background the stuff that's gone into all these all these um these songs and he often has a lot of input into the game as well the games that he's a part of anyway yep there's some great talks about this game obviously there's lots of stuff about fez and I recommend checking out any talks regarding the game Mini Metro, which is really fascinating, really fascinating stuff, how he and the developers came up with a musical game uh, with, but that has no actual songs. So, yeah, just they just gave elements and objects in the game musical sounds and triggers that change the key and yeah it's it sounds amazing when you play the game and just knowing that every little thing on the screen is contributing to the to the music is yeah i think it's very very creative stuff yeah anyway i wish i could do an episode on that game but it's obviously it's not practical so look into it yourselves you will no doubt be impressed all right, yep, so we're coming to the end. So anyway, thank you, Rich Freeland, Disaster Piece, for getting back to me and sending some stuff to me for the show. We'll end with his song pick and the intro he made for the song. Uh, thanks again for tuning in, everyone. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Obviously, it would be great to share this around if you enjoyed it and also go support and enjoy the many amazing musical things disaster piece is doing and has done ah uh, yeah and i have to mention um if you didn't know the same developers who made hyperlight drifter with disaster piece are working on a new game called solar ash kingdom uh, it'd be really interesting to see how disaster piece goes returning to a similar game after expressing how emotionally difficult it was to complete the project we'll definitely cover that that game if and when it comes out so yeah anyway thanks again everyone for tuning in remember to stay synthetic and we'll close out with the track refiners fire from hyperlight drifter by disaster piece i'll just mention something really quickly from his notes that he doesn't mention in his intro. He says, the main, the main pad riff features a slowly evolving delay unit that pitches the material up continuously to create what, end, what ends up sounding like peculiar harmonics. I push this as far as I can, especially towards the end of the piece. And this is an intro sent to me by Disaster Piece. Uh, yep. All right. Thanks. See you all and enjoy the track. This is fictional music entity disaster piece. From the universe of Hyperlight Drifter, you are about to hear the hot and bothered musical output known as The Refiner's Fire. This piece started as a sonic experiment before morphing into an expression akin to the mid-1990s. Specifically, the percussion sounds in this track were a result of stumbling into territory reminiscent of Danny Carey, the drummer of the Four Square Mayors of Deep Region, Tool. Upon noticing this similarity, care was taken to further hone and refine the sound in an attempt to capture that sleek, sleek tom-tom experience. In retrospect, I apologize for the pun.
This is Fictional Music Entity. Disaster. Peace. And you're listening to Vote Supreme Synth VGM Dreams 3 Machine Podcast.